Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of lymphocyte development and structure from the immunology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a brief introduction. Lymphocyte development is complex and has several features, including localization to primary lymphoid organs such as the bone marrow for B-cell development and the thymus for T-cell development. It involves the VDJ recombination in order to rearrange genetic material and to generate a unique B or T-cell receptor. Another feature is positive selection in order to ensure all cells have functional receptors, proliferation in order to expand the pool of potential lymphocytes and to allow for broad protection against different types of antigens, and it also has the feature of negative selection in order to remove cells that target self-antigens and protect against autoimmunity. There are many mechanisms to increase diversity during lymphocyte development, such as random recombination of genetic material during VDJ recombination, random nucleotide addition to hypervariable regions by the protein TDT, random assortment of different chains and receptor assembly, including heavy chains with light chains and B cells, and alpha chains with beta chains and T cells, and also somatic hypermutation after antigen exposure only occurs in B cells. Let's now go over B-cell development in little more detail. B-cells develop in the bone marrow. They develop a unique B-cell receptor, they are tested to ensure that the receptor is functional, and they are further tested for self-reactivity to prevent autoimmunity. This development cycle is coordinated by the orderly progression through stages where supporting cells give feedback at every stage and the interaction strength of the B-cell receptor is monitored. Let's now talk about the various different stages of B-cell development. We'll discuss the cell type, its corresponding developmental step, its surface receptor, and other associations. The first cell type is lymphoid stem cell. The developmental steps of lymphoid stem cell is commitment to B-cell lineage. There is no surface receptor, and in terms of other associations, it is pluripotent. The next cell type is pro-B cell. In terms of its developmental steps, it involves heavy chain VDJ recombination and additional diversity from TDT modification. In terms of the surface receptor, it involves heavy chain only. In terms of other associations, it involves recombination mediated by RAG proteins and a defect in RAG leads to Omen syndrome with no mature B cells. The next cell type are pre-B cells. Pre-B cells' developmental steps involve allelic exclusion to ensure only one heavy chain is expressed, positive selection, and proliferation. In terms of the surface receptor, it involves the pre-B cell receptor. And in terms of other associations, this is a key step in monitoring activity of the recombined heavy chain. The next cell type in the stages of B cell development are immature B cells. In terms of their developmental steps, they involve light chain VJ recombination and negative selection. In terms of the surface receptor, it involves the IgM receptor, and in terms of other associations, it involves inactivation of recombination machinery, and note that this is a key step in tolerance. And finally, the last cell type is the mature B cell. In terms of its developmental steps, it involves exit into the bloodstream. In terms of the surface receptor, it involves the IgM receptor and the IgD receptor, and with respect to other associations, it circulates and awaits activation by antigen. Let's now discuss T-cell development. T-cells migrate from the bone marrow to the thymus where they develop a unique T-cell receptor. They are tested to ensure that the receptor is functional and are further tested for self-reactivity to prevent autoimmunity. 
This development cycle is coordinated by orderly progression through stages where supporting cells give feedback at every stage, receptors that bind too strongly lead to developing T-cell death, and the T-cell receptor undergoes selection in distinct compartments. Let's now discuss the stages of T-cell development in more detail. We'll talk about the various different cell types, their respective developmental steps, their respective surface proteins, and their respective associations. The first cell type are T-cell precursor cells. Their developmental steps involve commitment to T-cell lineage and migration to the thymus. Note that there are no surface proteins for this cell type. In terms of other associations, note that there is a lack of thymic development in DeGeorge syndrome. The next cell type are double negative cells. In terms of their developmental steps, they involve rearrangement of the beta T-cell receptor chain and proliferation. In terms of their surface proteins, you would mainly have pre-T-cell receptors. In terms of other associations, this step occurs in the thymic cortex. The next cell type are double positive cells. In terms of its developmental steps, they involve rearrangement of the alpha T-cell receptor chain, expression of both CD4 and CD8, and positive selection against both class 1 and class 2 MHC. In terms of their surface proteins, you mainly have CD4, CD8, and T-cell receptors. In terms of other associations, this process occurs in the thymic cortex, and this is a key step in determining the type of T-cell that develops. Note that MHC2 binding leads to CD4-positive cells, and MHC1 binding leads to CD8-positive cells. The next cell type is the single-positive cell type. In this cell type, the developmental steps involve migration to the medulla of the thymus and negative selection against self-antigens. In terms of surface proteins, you would have the T-cell receptor and either CD4 or CD8. And in terms of other associations, the transcription factor AIRE allows medullary cells to express proteins from all areas of the body. This ensures tolerance to the vast majority of self-antigens. And the last cell type in the stages of T-cell development are the mature T-cells. In terms of developmental steps, they exit into the bloodstream and await peripheral activation. In terms of surface proteins, you would have the T-cell receptor and either CD4 or CD8. And in terms of other associations, these cells circulate and await activation by the antigen. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to see how this information has been applied in past exams. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 24-year-old G2P0 female presents for genetic counseling. She has a history of DeGeorge syndrome. She wants to know whether the fetus could have the same disorder. A sample of immune cells is obtained from the fetus. One of the cell types shows both CD4 and CD8 receptors. Which of the following could this cell represent? 1. Activated T-cell in the bloodstream. 2. Immature T-cell in the thymic cortex. 3 immature T-cell in the thymic medulla, 4, mature T-cell in the lymph node, or 5, T-cell precursor in the bone marrow. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, immature T-cell in the thymic cortex. The immune cell has both CD4 and CD8 receptors. These represent immature T-cells in the thymic cortex. Remember, T-cells from the bone marrow are double negative, which means they lack CD4 and CD8 receptors. These cells will migrate to the thymus and begin T-cell receptor gene rearrangements. 
in the thymic cortex, these immature T-cells become double positive, expressing both CD4 and CD8 receptors. At this stage, the cell will begin transitioning to express either CD4 or CD8. This occurs through positive selection such that MHC2 binding leads to CD4 positive cells and MHC1 binding leads to CD8 positive cells. These single positive cells then migrate to the thymic medulla where they undergo negative selection which is apoptosis of self-reactive T-cells. Mature T-cells will enter the bloodstream to await peripheral activation by an antigen. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, 3, and 4 are incorrect because activated T-cells in the bloodstream, immature T-cells in the thymic medulla, and mature T-cells in the lymph node will exhibit either CD4 or CD8, but not both. And answer choice 5 is incorrect because T-cell precursors in the bone marrow will exhibit neither CD4 nor CD8. In summary, double positive T-cells that express both CD4 and CD8 are immature and can be found in the thymic cortex. Next question. A 7-year-old girl presents to an oncologist for an anterior mediastinal mass found incidentally on a chest radiograph. Magnetic resonance imaging is ordered and demonstrates a right-sided thymic mass. A core needle biopsy is performed. If the mass is benign, T lymphocytes found in the cortex are expected to express which cell surface protein? 1. CD20 2. CD4 3. CD40 4. CD4 and CD8 or 5. CD8 And the correct answer choice is answer choice 4, CD4 and CD8. To assess the anterior mediastinal mass, magnetic resonance imaging or MRI and biopsy are performed on the thymus. Given that the thymus is normal, one would expect cortical T lymphocytes to be immature and thus express both CD4 and CD8. Remember, T lymphocyte maturation and differentiation are multi-step processes that occur in the thymus. From the bone marrow, T cell precursors migrate to the thymus cortex. These immature T cells develop unique T cell receptors or TCR through VDJ recombination and also express both CD4 and CD8 cell surface proteins. In the cortex, these T cells are exposed to epithelial cells expressing major histocompatibility complex or MHC and undergo positive selection whereby TCRs that cannot bind MHCs undergo apoptosis. Migrating to the medulla, T cells that survive undergo further maturation such that cells with TCRs that bind MHC class 1 and 2 will just express CD8 and CD4 respectively. In the medulla, T-cells undergo negative selection, whereby T-cells that react strongly with self-antigens expressed by epithelial cells undergo apoptosis. At this point, surviving T-cells leave the thymus and begin circulating in the body. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, CD20 is a cell surface protein found on B-cells. For B-cell leukemias and lymphomas, CD20 is the target of monoclonal antibody treatments such as rituximab. Answer choice 2, CD4 is a cell surface protein found on both immature T-cells, helper, and regulatory T-cells. After leaving the thymus, naive helper T-cells can become differentiated to Th1 or Th2 cells depending on nearby interleukins and interferons. Regulatory T-cells function to suppress CD4-positive and CD8-positive T-cell functions. Answer choice 3, CD40 is a receptor found on B-cells and is required for B-cell activation. 
In addition to MHC2 antigen presentation and T-cell TCR recognition, CD40 on the B-cell needs to bind to CD40 ligand on the helper T-cell as a co-stimulatory signal before B-cell activation and class switching. And finally, answer choice 5, CD4 is a cell surface protein found on both immature T-cells and cytotoxic T-cells. MHC1 presents endogenous antigens to CD8-positive cytotoxic T-cells, which facilitates the destruction of viral-infected or neoplastic tissues. In summary, found in the thymic cortex, immature T-lymphocytes express both CD4 and CD8. Next question, a thymic sample from a fetus is examined. One cell type found was double positive for the CD4 and CD8 receptors. What is the identity of these double positive cells? One, T-cell progenitor cells in the bone marrow. Two, B-cells. Three, immature T-cells of the thymic cortex. Four, immature T-cells of the thymic medulla. Or five, macrophages. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3, immature T-cells of the thymic cortex. T-cells begin to express both CD4 and CD8 in the thymic cortex. Remember, in the thymus, immature T-cells begin as double negative, lacking both CD4 and CD8. Following T-cell receptor or TCR gene rearrangements in the thymic cortex, the immature T-cells begin expressing both CD4 and CD8. At this stage, the T-cell is called a double-positive immature T-cell. Immature double-positive T-cells transition to single-positive CD4 or CD8 T-cells following positive selection. This is also a process that occurs in the thymic cortex and involves cortical epithelial cells. Negative selection is accomplished in the thymic medulla and is responsible for the apoptosis of self-reactive T-cells. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. The first citation by Cooper et al. discuss primary immunodeficiency. They note that T-cell and mixed B and T-cell disorders typically present before six months of age with failure to thrive, oral thrush, graft-versus-host disease from maternal lymphocytes, and excessive diarrhea. Various opportunistic infections such as CMV, EBV, varicella, enterovirus, candida, and pneumocystis carini are implicated. The next citation by Alam et al. discuss positive selection. In the cortex, if a thymocyte is able to recognize an MHC molecule, it is rescued from apoptosis, which is called positive selection. In the medulla, T-cells expressing TCRs with high affinity for self-antigen are destroyed. How a similar interaction by a TCR can result in two separate outcomes is a matter of current study. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, T-cell progenitors in the bone marrow are double negative, CD4 and CD8, until they reach the thymic cortex and undergo TCR recombination. Answer choices 2 and 5 are incorrect because B-cells and macrophages do not express CD4 or CD8 receptors. And finally, answer choice 4 is incorrect because T-cells in the thymic medulla are either CD4 positive or CD8 positive, but not both. And that's all for this review about lymphocyte development and structure. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.